With the first pick in the 2008 WNBA draft, the Los Angeles Sparks select Candace Parker. With the first pick in the 2011 WNBA draft, the Minnesota Lynx select Maya Moore from the University of Connecticut. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Rebel Edition, your bi-weekly WNBA podcast brought to you by Sports Ethos and Outlet Pass. My name is Corey. Bailey and Chris are here. Bailey, how are you today? I'm good. I'm chilling. Back in the sticks. Uh, did I, I don't know if I told you about like more about the game, but I sat beside Amanda Zowie and her agent, Allison, and... I didn't speak to them in the first half because like, I was like, all right, Amanda's here, like in street clothes, like with a hoodie on, like, and they like hadn't really highlighted her. So like she kind of undercover, you know, I was like chilling. And then we go back to the little VIP room afterwards. And like, Allison was like, or I was like, hey, Amanda, how are you? You know, like, can't wait to see you back on the court, whatever. And Allison was like, you must be a fan for a long time. I can tell by the way you speak. And I was like, yeah, you know, a long time. And uh, she was asking me like, you know, whatever. Then we go back out there and sit down and we're starting to talk, whatever. And then she, she asked me, you know, like, where do I follow and stuff? I was like, I'm on Twitter a lot. She was like, what's your Twitter? I told her my Twitter. She's like, Oh, I know you. And then she like nudged him and was like, that's him. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> what y'all know me? He was like, she's like, yeah, we see you all the time. I was like, Oh, okay. Well, I don't know what to make of that, but yeah, that's me. And we spent the whole second half, bro, like just having a blast. Like we were just, I got some stuff I got to tell y'all off the air, but like. I'm very was, happy you had a nice time. I mean, all jokes aside, that is, that is a really cool story. That, that, that and, would be a ton of fun. And it goes without saying, because I know she's thinking it. I ain't told Carissa, I don't think so. Oh my God. <laughs> See, she ain't even say done. Kristen, how are you? I was good until I realized that I was the last to know. I don't even know why you met, like, because you messaged me, like, after the game, and which is weird, because I'm usually asleep by them, but here we are. I did, because I knew you loved AZB. I do love AZB. I, I miss her. Uh, but, yeah, that was a... I'm, I'm happy you're back. I'm happy you're safe. I'm happy you had a good time. Weird weekend, I guess, of WNBA basketball. A lot felt like it happened. We're going to kind of get into a little bit of that. So what was, uh, other than your trip, what was the one, what was one of the things you wanted to kick us off with today, Bailey? From a W perspective? Yes. I wanted you to don't post. have to tell the world you met the Anthony Mountain either. Like we, uh, the world I mean, can follow yeah. you on Twitter. I wanted to pose a question. Okay. When does the league do something about Enrique? So, what more can she kick 
I will acknowledge, and I don't think most people, and I've seen this as a common complaint on W Twitter, and I don't think any of us here fall into this category. But before I complain about Arike, I will say that it's not just her that they have to do something about. Diana Taurasi is just as guilty. She just happens to be a white woman and a legend. Um, they should have done something about Arike two incidents ago. The fact that she went out on Twitter yesterday and said, I used to be a soccer player. I wasn't trying to kick it out. These refs don't get it. It's like, I don't, I don't care what you were trying to do. You kick the ball into the stands. It's not it never matters. Like it, you kicked it into the stands. That's it. Like, that's what, what do you like? I don't, I don't see the defense for that. Um, it's weird for me to say this, but shouts to Vicky Johnson. I didn't think she'd say something. And she said, she said a lot of things yesterday. And I was happy to see it. Let's pull up exactly what she said, because I want to make sure we don't misquote it. Yeah. And while you're doing that, Chris, what were your thoughts on the whole thing? I thought that the video she posted was pointless because that didn't show you doing what you were trying to do. (laughs) (laughs) And then also, like, when it came off the rim, like, that could have knocked somebody out, like mm-hmm. a ref, a player, a, a kid. Like, and I absolutely love what Vicky said. Like, we play basketball with our hands, not with our feet. Like, I don't care what you play. Yeah, like, and it's like that. Just it doesn't make like. I mean, it's the same way that if so, it's it's not the same because this is actually more reckless. But like, just like she's like acting like her intent mattered. But like, if she had swung her arm and fouled somebody, it doesn't matter if you were swinging at the ball. If you fouled somebody, you fouled somebody. If you kick the ball into the stands, it doesn't matter if you were just trying to kick the ball into your hand, you kicked it into the stands. A hundred percent. And it's like, some people were saying like, they were glad Vicky said something. And the other people were saying like, there goes like having your players back. But it's like, it's to a certain degree. It's like, it is what it is. I mean, we all saw the video. Like, what can you say about that? She had her back by not throwing her under the bus the last two times she acted petulant like this. <laughs> and, like, I saw a lot of people. I, I agree. Like, if, if you're only using this energy and directing this at a weekend and not directing it when other people do this or, like, when men do stuff like this and saying that's competitive fire but only crushing a Rike, I don't mess with that. Anyone who does this, let me be clear, anyone who does this is being a petulant child to kick a ball into the stands, period. Yeah, gotta say that. And and you talked about like she could have hit somebody. She was really close to hitting Stewie. Mm-hmm. When I saw the alternate angle, I was like, "Ace." But you know, Vicky said the incident that ha- she referenced the incident in LA it was like, "We're not on the soccer field, we're on the basketball court. And you have to respect the game." Like, I still can't believe there was not anything said about the LA part. Like, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Like, if people are saying, why didn't she support her player? It's like, well, she didn't bury her last time. You And you'd think she'd learned a lesson when she broke that board a couple weeks ago. But yeah, yeah, that was uh, crazy. I, I really, I really don't know what to make of it. I mean, it's getting to the point of like, and this is an NBA reference, but like back a couple, like, it's probably a decade ago now. But remember when J.R. Smith was untying people's shoes on the court? Like, just stupid stuff. Like, what are we doing? Why are you kicking the ball? What are we doing? Right. Right. We we could talk about the wings forever. And, and a little hint later, there will be plenty of wings talk on this podcast later in the week. But 
uh, on the positive end of things, a walk queer dunk. That was cool. That was very cool. I love a walk queer. I wasn't watching that game because I, I choose to do better things with my time than to watch the Dallas Wings. But I don't worry. When I drop the clip thread tomorrow, there may be a sneak peek of the walk queer dunk in there. So, of course, it, like people talk about dunks, and we we've talked about before how it's kind of a weird measuring stick yeah. in the game. But it's still always fun. It's not even fun because, like, it's rare. Like, it's just it's just fun. I mean, you just love to see a dunk. It doesn't matter how often or how rarely it happens. Like, a dunk is a dunk. It's impressive. And I, given the minutes, I think it could be the first of very many for her. Um, but, of course, we have to see her. I would say – carve herself out a role i know we're all very high on her potential but still got some work to do to get that spot but still super young so i i really do think that she will get more especially i think she'll bulk up a little bit maybe not like a whole lot she's still gonna be always like super long and slender but you know put on a little bit more will give her more room to play against some of these other teams and match up a little better against the more rugged you know the asias the tinas i would say the lizes but i don't know we'll say the NECAs, the people that really uh put in the work down there so you know i think that's important but also we talked about this you know to reference a thing in the past we talked about with the sky last year like she represents a very fascinating potential future for the big position in the W. Well, so that's what I was going to enter. Like whenever I almost cut you off, what I was going to say was to me, like, obviously a dunk is impressive in and of itself, but to me, that's not like, that's like the third most impressive part about the play. Like, I think the, the way she's able to play, play like that fluid perimeter defense and knock the ball away. And then there's not like, not every big in this league is able to sit there and take the, take that like full court, like actually like push past the guards that are coming back to defend you. I just think that she plays with, she's just so fluid, so skilled on the perimeter, but then also like, obviously the dunk is just the cherry on top. Right. I think that I don't like the minutes there are always going to be weird, especially like, I mean, Izzy Harrison, but Izzy Harrison doesn't even start on the team. So like, you know, things are weird there, but I don't know. I think that there's something there. I, that's all. Like, like I said, I, I don't think it should be. I'm not. I'm not like one of these. Uh, like we, we. I think. I think our our track record is established at this point. But we're not being one of these idiot fans that just go dunk. Yeah, it matters. And but like, it's cool for her. It's a cool moment for her. You know what I mean, Chris? Anything else on the anything else on the wings before we move to a team we like talking about more? Oh yeah, Jasmine Dickey with her first career three. There we go. Right with Jasmine Dickey. Yeah, for sure. That is cool. Like, She liked there's... my tweet. I tweeted like weeks ago when I saw her on the Wings video saying that her favorite meal was Popeye's. And I was like, hey, I rock with Jasmine Dickey with that choice. And like the other night after the game, she liked it kind of randomly. And I was like, oh, you saw that. Cool. Big time Bailey. The W, the W stay name searching. That's that's true. I agree with that, but yeah. Oh, and the other thing, like we're not, uh, we're not going to touch on the Satu injury yet because I don't think we've got it officially confirmed what it is. I know she left early in the game yesterday, but 
let's just hope everything's okay there because that's always the concern, right? Yeah. Okay. What? Where? Where are we going next? We want to go to Sabrina next. Let Carissa lead the way. All right, Carissa, lead the way. Um. Let's go. Yeah, let's go, Sabrina. Yeah, because that's against your team, correct? <laughs> yes. So she says, she says, let's go, Sabrina. But what she really means is, let's talk about Sabrina posting a triple double in a losing effort to the Chicago Sky. Yep. But I will say, it wasn't a guarantee that, like, you know, Sloop hit that three. <laughs> it's not like yeah. she's a three point shooter. Now, how crazy was that game? Yeah, so I actually didn't watch it because it was on Amazon Prime, but oh, okay. I'm definitely going back to watch it. Okay, yeah, I, I I caught the highlights afterwards. I was out. We were doing Father's Day a week early, but I mean, it, obviously, it, it, it's awesome. Like, this is what we were hoping for with Sabrina this year, and I know I saw someone say it like afterwards, but it, it's funny that coming in, like a lot of people, I think would have said that while she's not necessarily your traditional point guard, you wanted the ball in her hands at all times because you didn't want to put it like you want her running everything, but her playing with a traditional point guard has really unlocked her to be like so much more like able to do a little bit of everything. And yesterday was just like the full embodiment of that. And that's really cool. I think I, I, it's, I didn't realize it's, she's only the fourth, what fourth person ever to have multiple triple doubles. And I think this is the first, this is only the second one ever to have multiple regular season triple doubles. So I mean, yeah, that's, in the first two, three quarters. Yeah. It's, it's, we, we like enough jokes were made a couple years ago when, or was that last year? Time's a flat circle. I say this every week. Uh, when she had one and then it was in the commercial, and that's all we ever heard was that she had one. But that, like, we shouldn't let the overabundance of ads on, on League Pass take away from actually how impressive what she's doing is. Well, I think yeah. that's the difference is her first two years, she didn't really show much, but that's all we saw in the mm-hmm. commercials. She was in our face. And like this year, she is Sabrina in their school. <laughs> Yeah, you can definitely tell a difference now. Yeah, 27, 13, and 12 on the defending champs on 56% shooting is crazy. That's absolutely crazy. And then not even considering just two games ago when she put up 26, 8, and 8 on 90%, like, like I would say over the last two, four, six, over the last six games or so, like she's really finding her stride. 23, 24, 31, 26, 13, 27, averaging this is all mental math, but averaging probably somewhere around six boards and six assists, like and shooting well. Like only one of these games was our only two of these games were 40% or below every other one's above 50 and pretty well above it. Like it's kind of scary, like just kind of looking at it. And then if the Liberty, I think if they were fully healthy, they would probably be right in the thick of things. You know, it, they've, they've, you know, especially not having Benajah there, but also you're missing Didi. And, you know, Chris Dangerfield's been really good for them. And, you know, they brought back uh, Johannes, so she's been helping. But that's still not the full team if you don't have your star, but not Jelani, So, Yeah, and to your point, so, like, over the, since June 1st, so obviously that's only, like, two weeks, but in 
six games. She is second in the league in scoring at 24 points per game. And really, she's tied with that with Kelsey Plum and Skylar Diggins-Smith. And you can the, the first place is Jack Young's 126-point game before she went, with it, went out with injury. So she's essentially leading the league in scoring over that span. Adding yeah. in 6.8 rebounds, 6.5 assists on shooting splits of 55.2, 44.2, and 100. That like that that's why they're a better team. They're four and two over that stretch. If if as of right now they're only a half game out of the eight seed, which that's the Sparks and now of course now that I say that I lost who the other team was. Who's tied with the Sparks in the standings? Oh, Phoenix. So like they're right in that mix of things, right? I, I don't think that it's out of the realm of possibility that they and that they could leap either of those teams, or they could leap the Dallas Wings or the Atlanta Dreams. They can continue to struggle on the offensive end of the ball or something like that. I, I think that New York's slowly starting to figure things out, and like you said, Bailey, Benajelani's not back yet. She will be back at some point. Johannes being there, that sick pass that Johannes threw yesterday that kind of went viral for a little bit adds something. I, I think they're slowly starting to figure things out. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Which is part of the fun, right? I mean, I, I think that this is kind of, while they took their lumps early in the, or like the first few weeks of the season, this is what we expected to see, at least from a production standpoint from the Liberty this year. And it's a ton of fun to watch. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see where they go from here. Other than that, um, Vegas continues to roll. Bruh, Asia was on one in LA the other night. Yeah, yeah. Um, brother. <laughs> like, she shot a shot over NECA and Shanae, and I was like, ain't no way that's going. And it just went straight through. I was like, yeah, nah, it's, it's over with. Mm-hmm. She, she's just, yeah, she was locked in from the jump. Yeah, it's it, it's awesome to see. And then, like, fine. I said we weren't going to talk about it on here, but I got to be honest, I was feeling pretty good whenever – my son were up by nine late, late in the third quarter against Chris's sky. And then, you know, the wheels fell off and the sky came back and here we are. I think that you should never count the sky out. <laughs> That's so fair. I couldn't help myself. I was, you know, I was feeling good. I, I, I like my team a lot and, you know, I was, it was just like, it felt like they were finally putting things together. Right. Like, cause like the, for the early part of that game, it was kind of like a slog back and forth. Misaman was insane in the first quarter. Like she had 20 at the half. So I was like, well, she's finally cooled off. We have a chance. We're pulling ahead. And then, you know, as always with me, the sky are inevitable. And they, you know, make me look foolish. So I think that was probably the game of the weekend, at least to me. I think that that was the two top teams in the East, especially if you ask, as, as me and Chris were joking earlier, the Commissioner Cup standings. The sky are 7-0 and now. And... We're, I think, I think I saw someone say we're already halfway through Commissioner Cup season. So the Aces and the and the Sky are the early favorites to make their way there because they're both undefeated. So that that would, if nothing else, that would be a fun game. I don't know how much the Commissioner's Cup really matters, other than them getting some extra some extra dollars. But it'd be fun to watch the game, I guess. Yeah. So uh, last last thing before we get out of here for for this edition. Um, Got to go back to the way Chris called it out. How, how did she describe her when we were talking about all-star players after she came back from being ill? Skylar Diggins-Smith has been insane of late. A legendary description. 
Oh, it's fantastic. But yeah, talk, talk to us about talk to us about Skyler. So in their last game against the Mystics, I wasn't watching it live, unfortunately, but I caught up with it quick after because the entire timeline was talking about it. I mean, everybody. And Skyler just put her head down and willed that team back into the game and ended up leading them to win in the game. She had a four-point play late in the game. She played 41 minutes in an overtime game, led them down the stretch, hit a four-point play, legendary photo, like you mentioned, Corey, to the tune of 27 points, five assists, four rebounds, three steals on eight of 17, but she had nine of 11 free throws. Phoenix outscored them, uh, the Mystics 14 to five in that OT. Like 14 to five is, is a pretty strong finish for a team that we've talked a couple of times about kind of being meh. They, uh, I'm not saying they look like world beaters, but they, they've won three in a row off that seven game losing streak. And, you know, Diamond was efficient. Ron Turner had 9 and 10. Tina Charles had 12 and 8. DT hit a 3. And then Skyler hit that 3. They went on a little 10-2 run. It was like 31 seconds left, and they were up 2. Alicia Clark hit 2. Free throws. A little while later, and that eventually forced the OT. A minute into overtime. DT fouled out, and then Skyler and Shea Petty just took over. Shea Petty scored seven of their 15 points in overtime. And it just – they just really – and, you know, I'm I'm super high on the Mystics. And so beating the Mystics in overtime especially to me is, is very impressive, especially being on the road. Phoenix had lost five straight on the road as well. Are we sleeping on the Mercury? I think so. Honestly, I, I do. I and mean, I think that most of that is because Skies has taken off in the way that she has, right? Even like the, the first couple, whatever, games or weeks or whatever of the season were looked a little bit rougher than, than what the season was going to end up being. At this point, she's third in the league in scoring, tied with Jackie Young, who Jackie Young has been thrown around as an MVP candidate this year. Uh, she is She's also averaging four and a half assists, which is top 10. I believe she's sixth in a, in steals, if I'm not. Yeah, sixth in steals. So just making an impact all across the court. I think that – and I loved what Coach Nygaard said yesterday because I, I think that this is relevant, right? And it kind of gets into the other little bit of news for the day that also relates to the Mercury where um, someone had to say that, well, you, you beat the Mystics on the road. Yes, that's a good win, but they were without their best player. Uh, and – Coach Nygaard said, yeah, that's absolutely true. And we've been without our best player all year. So it, it, it keep that same energy. We bring BG back, but also realize that obviously some of these bumps along the road are because we're missing one of the best players in the league. And in her stead, Skylar Dickens-Smith is playing on an all-star level as always. And I think that this last few weeks or so, like since the seven-game losing streak has been, like this three-game winning streak has been really impressive. So what you think? Are we sleeping on the Mercury? No. Oh, there's the hate. <laughs> it's no hate. I just don't think we're sleeping on them. Has Skylar played out of her mind these last few games? Yes. She's a great player. 
But as a whole, no. I can't believe this is a team you look so down on with some with a couple Huskies and and Skyler <laughs> and Diamond. Diamond. I that's I like. How do you dislike this team so much? It's not really a dislike. It's just I'm not sleeping on them. I know I can see them for what they are. I'm I'm kind of with Chris though. I think I think they're turning around, but I still think they're kind of a mid team. Well, that's fair. I was always higher on them coming into the season than you guys were anyway. So mm-hmm. I guess it's more just me. I got to get something right. <laughs> Derek Fisher's gone. I got to get <laughs> something right. My 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 stupid self picked Emma Mieseman as sixth woman of the year whenever she's going to start every single game. And, and she's been awesome, but she's certainly, you know, not a reserve. So here we are. And Emma Mieseman had a strong weekend. Oh, my God. And, and it's funny because I kind of – leeways into what I was going to transition to just for this last little bit. I wanted to highlight someone uh, whose performances over the last five-ish days, I would say the week, I would count the weekend since we last recorded. Okay. I just had to give him a shout out, man. Melissa Smith. Oh my goodness. Bruh. She had an incredible stretch of games mm-hmm. over the weekend. 19 points, seven rebounds against the Sun. Then she followed up with 15 points and nine rebounds versus Liberty. And then uh, yesterday, 21 and 14 and four assists on 80% against the Lynx. And she did it all very efficiently, shooting 53, 54, and 80%. Hitting a few threes. She shot three of eight from deep over the weekend. And she hit six out of her nine free throws. I know the fever ain't really winning a lot. But I want to reiterate, they're a ton of fun to watch. They have a great core in place. And Alyssa Smith, to me, has been fairly consistent this year. I think she's a, like came in pretty well ready for the league, but I think she's really starting to figure it out, if that makes sense. Like We knew her athleticism would translate. We knew her rebounding would translate. And her offense is – way ahead of what I thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. I'll go ahead and say that now. But I think we're really starting to see her kind of like learn the reads and learn how to beat a defender and how to use what she's got because she's not going to overwhelm people like she did in college here. Would you – I was surprised to see this number, but the the shouts that Melissa brings it up. The Fever have three of the top 17 rebounders in the league, and they're all rookies. Yeah. It, like, they're forming an identity, and I, I agree that Melissa's offense is much further ahead. When she was she was pulling up for threes against, yeah, albeit in a, in a blowout loss to the Sun, but, like, she did not look like she realized it was a blowout because she was playing, like, she was she she looked like a star already. And I know it's just one game, but, like, I'm, I've been so impressed with her. But I... This that team is a ton of fun, man. I, I I can't believe how much I enjoy watching them every week. Yeah, like I, it may sound kind of weird. I think Corey, you may follow my lead here. They kind of remind me of the Grizz almost, just being mm-hmm. a younger team. But like picking a core up. I mean, they did it in one draft, but the, you know the Grizz did over a couple of two or three. But like getting a core that just all falls in line together and plays a certain way. And it really matches what they already had, but it adds a different level of synergy to it. Like, because we've talked about Kelsey Mitchell over the last two years and how she 
plays hard every possession, even when they're down 27 in the third quarter. But now you have a whole roster of players that do that. And it only gets better from here. Right. Like, and they grow. Only, and then if you get the number one pick or the number two pick and you get that another, like this draft is going to be crazy. So, and, and like you, you have not only that chemistry and that innate synergy that is not the stuff you can teach, but they have the skills that mesh well too. Mm-hmm. And that's, what's kind of scary about the fever to me. Like, and, and like we said, like, the basketball may not always be fun to watch. They stall out sometimes. They make young mistakes, but like the energy is infectious. And you can see that Nalissa is really coming into her own. And Kelsey Mitchell still doing what Kelsey Mitchell does. And uh, Henny is absolutely incredible when she comes in. And I, I, I don't know how long she's going to be out, if she's going to be out at all. But Emily Engsler is. I love Emily Engsler, man. I saw someone tweet, she's a shooter's touch away from. <laughs> from being a dominant for it. And like, she's a bully. Yeah. It's, like, I, uh, Oh, I love that. I love watching her play. Carissa might can speak to this more. I didn't know she was like that coming out from college. I ain't know much about her. I really didn't, but yeah. was she a bully in college? Carissa, is this what she's known for? So at Syracuse, yes, you saw like hints and that Syracuse team was really good. But then once she lost all that weight, you can definitely see she was just able to move around better. And it was just like so easy. It came to her. But yeah, she she was like that. Um, inconsistent sometimes, but definitely like that. Yeah, her offensive game is still coming along, but like offensive rebounding mm-hmm. has been impressive, especially off the weak side and getting little putbacks here and there. And just decision making has been pretty good. Like I said, it's really to me from her game, like obviously you don't have your rookie mistakes on defense. And sometimes she uh, gets swapped over on bigger players and just, you know, like she's her strength, but she doesn't always have the verticality, but if she can get a jump shot to start falling and be a little catch and shoot, pick and pop threat alongside whoever else is on the court, like it, the, the fever, I'm telling you, man, I, I, I know we're all generally high on them, but I, they're going to be so much fun. I'm glad you shout out her offensive rebounding. She's second in the league in offensive rebounding, tied yeah. with Sylvia Fowles. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's impressive. It's that, so impressive. Crazy. Because, because, like, we talked about the fever having these intangible things that you can't teach, and that's one of them. Like, there are certain things you cannot – you can teach a box out. You can teach, you know, just tagging a body, whatever. But, you, like, that's rebounding. And they're, rebounding they're, they, yeah, like rebounding is so much effort, but also like there's just that knack of reading a ball or knowing where it's going. Like there are certain players that have that on a different level. Like it's hard to to put a finger on what exactly that is, but some players just have it. And they have three of them now. <laughs> <laughs> they really do. Yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, this is a lot of fun. We'll be back. Two of us will be back later in the week. We have a fun podcast coming out later this week. Uh, and anyone who's listened to already the expansion episode we did last week, uh, we are going to have a little bit of fun interaction coming out on our Twitter from that as well. So definitely look forward to that. Follow us at Outlet Pass. For, and I know that I have some more W content coming out this week, whether it be clip threads or things like that. I'm going to try to do that more because I think that I, I know I just find myself learning more about the game while doing that. And I hope that, that if anyone sees it, it adds that as well. But yeah, definitely. And uh, check us out later in the week. 
on Rebel Edition.